Welcome to The Luminary by Isaac Inslit, where we interview some of the best Sri Lankan unique personalities for you to get inspired and motivated by going through their life stories and experiences. Good evening, everyone. Welcome you all to The Luminary. And here we are with another episode of the series. And today we have a very special person with us. And I can say he's an all-rounder. And I'm very proud to say he's an excellent entrepreneur and a talented trainer who took Sri Lanka's name to the international. So let me introduce Mr. Prasanna Padmanathan, the founder and lead trainer of Ultima Training, the founder and president of Kavambu Fashion Council, and the founder of Make It Happen Global, a lecturer and a researcher. Warmly welcome you, sir. Thank you for having me. So, before going into the professional discussion, let's go with something casual. So, we would like to know a little bit about your childhood, about your school life. What uh, made you, nurtured you for this amazing person whom you are today? Okay, so um, as you know, um, I was born and brought up in Colombo. So, I went to DSN Anayaka College. Um, I was a very studious kid, you know, when I was schooling. And I always loved a lot of extracurricular and co-curricular activities while at school. So I used to um, be in whether it's drama, whether it's debate, whether it's music, whether it's some sort of sports, uh, whether it's dancing, singing. So I had a like real fun time at school. At the same time, I was focusing on my studies as well. So I did uh, uh, maths for my A-levels. I did combined maths. So as I told you, I was a very studious kid at, at school. Uh, I had great ranking, always number one in the class. But when it comes to A-levels, I performed extremely well and everyone was expecting me to go to a local university. But uh, unfortunately, my results uh, did not, uh, what do you call, support me, right? Because everyone was expecting me, even I was expecting that I'll get three A's but uh, you know uh, my results was not that good so i couldn't enter a local university and then slowly uh, i actually started my uh, i studies in a, a private institute and uh, that is where uh, my journey of entrepreneurship or my journey in the fields of business research it all started from there so uh, to make it very precise i had a very active uh, and very enthusiastic childhood. Yeah, that's very amazing to hear, sir. And as speaking of the uh, qualifications, your academic background, uh, we can see that you, know, you have made a qualified background in the areas of human resource and the business administration and marketing. But we can see now we are uh, engaged in the fashion world also as the uh, president of the Colombo Fashion Council and also you have been rewarded to judge and train international participants in international pageants uh, like um, Mr. Earth and Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Pan Continental. So what made you join to this uh, fashion industry? Like where was its first step? Right. So. Um as uh, I was work, I was studying in my university. Uh, I was so fascinated about writing, right? So I had a chance of writing for certain magazines. 
So I got an opportunity to write for the first online magazine of South Asia called Agora. And uh, they asked me to do some interviews with celebrities. And, you know, during that time, seeing like, you know, Bhatia Santosh and then, you know, uh, seeing, uh, you know, great actors, cricketers like Maela Sangakaran was like a dream for me. And then I actually started, uh, you know, interviewing these people for like, you know, these magazines. And, uh, and then I got a chance uh, from another magazine to get into like fashion shows and beauty pageants uh, to write about it. And for us at that time, you know, going to these shows um, is like a, like a, like a biggest, biggest, uh, you know, exciting thing, isn't it? Because, you know, you're not exposed to these type of things. So slowly I just started writing about you know these fashion shows about these beauty pageants the reviewing about it for the magazines and the interest actually started coming inside me and then what happened um, I started doing a, a, a fashion show with a Leo club right like a first time a fashion designer competition in Sri Lanka I organized with the Leo club and it had like a real uh, big uh, you know welcoming from the industry and uh, people actually started talking about it and I started uh, doing photo shoots uh, for magazines etc it's all self-learned I've never done like a, a course or like a degree in fashion so it's all self-learned and it came with my experience then in 2011 I had my biggest break where I got an invitation from uh, South, uh, the Central America uh, from Mr. Earth organization and they invited me as a judge for Mr. Earth, one of the biggest pageants in the world for men. That gave me uh, that exposure that Sri Lanka didn't give me, right? So I went there, I judged the contestants, my name became popular internationally and then in Sri Lanka I was getting invitation to judge the local pageants, right? And then I was again working for a corporate company at that time uh, till 2011 December. So 2011 December I quit my job uh, and I wanted to go to my PhD to US or UK. So while going uh, to do my PhD overseas, I saw an advertisement like an e-flyer that came to me from British Council saying Young Creative Entrepreneur Fashion and Design Award. Now this award being won by one of the top people in the country um, like Darshikirti Sena from Buddhibatics and she was the first winner. So I was like you know like a jolly atavage I just applied for this particular award and almost 350 participants and uh, they shortlisted four people for that particular award the finals. And I was so surprised my name was shortlisted out of 300 people. It was me against three uh, top names in the fashion industry. So I thought, okay, I have to win this award somehow. I worked so hard, prepared the documents, I did presentation, did profiles. And then I have to go and face a huge, like a very prominent judging panel. And then uh, they did a one hour interview, a 10 minute presentation and one hour interview. And on the following day, they announced me as the winner for Sri Lanka. And the reward for that award is like a two week uh, tour in London and Paris later on. So when I went to London, I met all the other winners. So it's not just me, 
this competition is held in almost 54 countries so there were like 54 winners from us from australia from india japan thailand taiwan france germany so all the winners came to london and we had like study tour so we will be taken to a uh, uh, like top designers like sir paul smith we were working at london fashion week london design festival that gave me an exposure to become uh, a fashion entrepreneur that gave me an idea even to get into the business world uh, gave me an idea and exposure to start my own company then i came back to sri lanka i dropped my idea of doing a phd because i have to serve my country with the learning uh, you know that is the aim of this particular award and that's how I actually got into the fashion industry. And later on, I started Colombo Fashion Council. So it's like you accidentally identified your biggest passion. So like you never had an academic background in fashion, but then again, the passion drove you. So that's how you came to this position. It's really inspiring to hear. Slit Global Education is established for students who are interested in venturing past the higher education opportunities in Sri Lanka to explore avenues in countries such as Australia, Canada, UK, USA, Germany and France. They have a network of 30 plus universities that they collaborate with to provide students with the best learning and holistic university experience. You can also avail exclusive scholarship schemes, especially if you are a student or alumnus of SLIT. SLIT Global Education also provides exceptional academic counseling services for undergraduate and postgraduate students tailored to their requirements. They also offer excellent visa guidance counseling services and pre-departure training to all their transfer students. If you're considering pursuing your higher education abroad, feel free to give their friendly team a buzz. So when we're thinking about the uh, present fashion industry, we can uh, see a difference in the past and the present. So what are these differences we can see now? Are they ups or are they downs? Or what is the activities we can see now? So if you take a look at the Sri Lankan um, fashion industry, it has grown immensely over the past few years. Because if you take a look at earlier, we never had like, you know, international collaboration. I'm talking about like, you know, 20, 30 years back, right? Uh, where the fashion was very limited uh, to certain number of people. And uh, now also the, the only problem I see is the fashion is also limited to the Colombo audience. And I believe fashion need to be available to everyone uh, around Sri Lanka irrespective of you know their educational background or irrespective of what language they speak or uh, belong to whatever the social class that they belong to fashion need to be available for everyone but that is not there yet in Sri Lanka uh, but uh, in terms of designers we have grown exponentially uh, you know, there's a lot of homegrown talent in Sri Lanka. Uh, the designers are growing in the areas of their design space in terms of their creativity. But only one issue that I see in the local fashion industry where uh, people need to make money uh, from this industry. Fashion need to be a business, not an entertainment. 
So currently, the Sri Lankan fashion scene or even the fashion shows or fashion weeks are becoming merely an entertainment related events rather than a revenue generated or like a, a business generating venture. So designers and organizers of this fashion show also need to think this is not an entertainment. This is not something like, you know, people come and, you know, nicely dress and just to see, enjoy over a glass of wine and then, you know, just not talk about it later. This fashion industry need to bring buyers, need to bring retailers, right? Need to make a living for the designer to grow their business, right? They need to support them in the areas of their business planning. They need to support them based on their supply chain, their distribution, getting into an international market, widening their you know, network in fashion. So this is what lacking in Sri Lankan fashion industry at the moment. Yes, it's very uh, good to hear such things from a very professional person like you in the fashion industry. So uh, let's move into something very different away from fashion. So when speaking about you, uh, we can't um, forget to mention your uh, humanitarian activities, your volunteering service. So in 2018, you won the Global Peace Award for the Make It Happen initiative from the uh, World Peace and Diplomacy Organization. And also you have been uh, nominated for the best uh, exchange participant by ISA Sri Lanka for the volunteering service you have done in Egypt uh, for, for training students, uh, undergraduates and young professionals or graduates in the uh, professional skills, entrepreneurial skills, so as a part of the Make It Happen program. So what made you start this Make It Happen program? Why did you want to start it? And also I would like to add the, another part for it. So what are the qualities you think a person improves by being a volunteer? So when I actually started my company in 2013 called Ultima Training, our company was all about you know training uh, you know business professionals. So I used to go and train like, you know, all the top corporates in Sri Lanka. I think I've trained close to 120 companies, over 15,000 corporate participants. And I've traveled around the world and I've trained almost 60, 65 nationalities from US to Australia, multiple people I've trained on various different aspects. While training these people, I realized, of course, these companies paid me to do these trainings. But how about people who can't afford to pay me? right what if uh, you know uh, you know i i teach them like you know i train them on various important life skills but is it only available to someone who has money what if the people who are not privileged to pay me or not privileged to get to me? so that thought made me start make it happen uh, and then it went as make it happen global right uh, so the main reason to make it available to everyone so through these initiatives, uh, we have trained uh, school students, university, uh, undergrads, uh, especially women in a lot of rural villages, women uh, from post-war zones, right? So I have gone to these places uh, from Tambutegama to Anuradhapura to Kilinochia to Mulaitivu to, to speak to these people about starting a business starting something very small uh, to give hope about their life uh, you know uh, to come out of this post-traumatic disorder uh, to help them to build a career then also i've spoken to you know uh, our forces who have sacrificed a lot for the country and who also uh, got into depression who has got into stress 
So through this initiative, I went, spoke to them, uh, got them leadership training programs, got them into uh, you know strategic thinking programs. Also, um, not to mention, I also went and trained uh, the differently able kids. Uh, and then give them that courage and hope you know uh, you know you being differently able doesn't uh, you know make you feel below than anyone right there's so much of opportunities out there that we have seen people like Helen Keller who has uh, not had uh, you know who was a differently able kid but was able to you know make a big change in the world right so this is the ultimate goal of make it happen to give that confidence to give that motivation give that uh, uh, confident in people bring that confident out and also as a volunteer i think uh, the main aim should be okay it's it's nice you know these organizations reward me uh, you know world peace and diplomacy organization gave me the world peace ambassador award uh, the junior chamber international felicitated me with the 10 outstanding young persons of sri lanka award in 2016. irrespective of these awards your willingness to help someone right your willingness and your commitment to you know uh, change a person's life or your commitment to inspire someone in some way i think that is what important as a volunteer right now while going in this particular path i have faced so many ch challenges because funding is a problem you know sometimes you are dependent on sponsors to organize these type of events and sometimes the participants themselves will not understand uh, why you really wanted to do something like this to them so you have to convince them you need to speak to them uh, you need to uh, you know uh, what do you call without any uh, hidden uh, intention you are being very selfless and you are giving whatever you add right so those are the important qualities of a volunteer yes i'm uh, very impressed listening to it because that's the most important quality we humans lack we should be more human others like in the part you said that you help train the differently able kids so that that was really amazing like these kids they think their lives have stopped in the moment they became disabled so even in motivating them, them to do more to achieve more that's really kind of you sir this is really a different human <laughs> so, thank you <laughs> yes sir and that's the what that's what lacks in the in if i say in our country also Welcome to Sparkings, a platform that will groom you to have a leading edge over other IT students. We built this to give you the real skills to make you a superhero, actually a super talent. Being up on the game is really important and that's why we researched what skills are really required by the IT industry. You will be surprised, it's not pure technical skills but a combination of specific technical skills and soft skills that we offer, which no program out there in Sri Lanka teaches you. If you master these skills, you'll be assured a job in a leading IT company or the support to start your entrepreneurship journey. And that is why I teamed up with the best people to help you. Through a pre-selection process, candidates will be given the opportunity of a personalized mentorship with SparkX. The program is six months long, and can be followed part-time while you study. Dedicated mentors with domain experts will connect you through live online learning and face-to-face -face bootcamps. 
because volunteering has no age volunteering has no capability differences anyone can volunteer but not many does because uh, not we can say that not many have the interest on volunteering and also uh, they, i think it's because they don't have the awareness of the better impact of volunteering so why do you think that it, it is like that why do you think that people lack interest on volunteering is it because of a uh quality lacking uh, what is, if so what are the qualities we need to inculcate in the sri lankan society to build a uh, right uh, if you take a look at um the the problems that we see in volunteering one thing that i understand is people are not much aware about this right now say for example you want to help someone but how are you going to do this right so accessibility to voluntary organizations are not there in sri lanka i know a lot of students they want to help people but how do they get there the accessibility is not there and another thing is the awareness about these type of projects that is not there right so that is the second reason right why people don't get into and third one is like you know people don't have the time right and they think volunteering means like they need to stop everything and they need to start doing things it's not the truth now i run two different companies and still i'm you know doing like voluntary work you know it won't take like much of your time right so that particular perception is also a problem with certain people the other aspect is you know people don't take it very seriously right and also the voluntary service is a continuous thing i started make it happen global in 2015 if i'm not mistaken right but last year we couldn't do much because of the the covid 19 situation right so you need to when you start something it need to be a continuous thing so people start for sake of starting and then they stop it you know when they don't have funds like you know they just take a back seat so these are the aspects that you know in the or like you know uh or the the the, the roadblocks that we see that people are facing in terms of volunteering work right so uh, uh someone need to overcome this i think organizations in sri lanka need to help uh, you know seek help to get volunteers to do their work right and if they also come out and if they also can create awareness communicate about the projects and what they need i think this can be changed yes sir that's i think that's something we should all keep in mind as fellow sri lankans so
see people young and uh, being young and achieving so much achieving huge goals and also being rewarded by a lot of awards so what are the challenges you faced when you entered into the industry as a youngster judged you for being young and experienced were the situations where you were pulled down oh yeah <laughs> good question i think um, um, coming to this particular position is actually was not easy at all i because i work in multiple sectors i work in education i work in fashion and i work in training right there was you know numerous challenges that i faced uh, uh, you know when i entered the training industry and um, that was how many years back that is um, uh, maybe 10 years back right uh, and i was very young i was like you know 24 years old right uh, people said that they can't actually take me to do training because i look very young and they said you know you have to look matured prasanna if not like you know we can't allow you to speak to our managers uh, our ceos because you you know you might be very knowledgeable you might have that particular skill but we can't allow you to speak right and that is one major reason i started growing my beard and you know to bring that you know not that you know like a little bit of a mature look so people will take me very seriously but internationally i don't see this right because when i actually went to other countries and then when i uh, you know spoke at conferences i got standing ovations in lot of countries right i think we need to come out of that mentality you don't need to be like a matured or like you know little bit of an older person to share knowledge you can learn it from even like a 10 year old boy uh, you know how many uh, you know well established or well talented kids that we have that we can learn from i've never been hesitant to learn from anyone so that is one challenge the one challenge that i faced right the other challenge like people the experienced people sometimes they don't really like when a youngster you know come and they think oh my god he is a threat to us right so i still remember when i was actually shining and you know growing in the training industry i still remember at a at a party right i was actually dancing uh you know with some of my friends and another trainer that i know who was also my lecturer she came to me and pulled me from my shirt grabbed me and scolded me in bad words saying her clients are talking very good about me and that i have taken off a business which i don't have any clue about it's purely a person's will or willingness to hire you or me or anyone right and i was very embarrassed in front of everyone when she said you have taken all my trainings uh, you know you i was your teacher now people are talking about me you have ruined my life i was clueless about all these things so lot of people actually directly or indirectly uh, you know spoken and even like you know sometimes it's very sad thing to see you know certain uh, people from the industry they talk very nicely to your face and at the back you know they will talk bad things about you even your own friends have done that right where they will when i win awards you know people used to make comments some people used to make comments like you no know, without any talent how is he winning awards even sometimes even my own uh, you know a relative or a friend would you know create a rumor saying oh he has paid for his awards you know who can't actually do that right and when i actually went uh, you know to do certain work in london or when i went to even train you know this uh, international pageants 
you know people used to call here who seems to be like very good good friends with me they used to call the international organizers and ask out of all these people how did you pick prasanna padmanadhan to do this you know he's not capable he's not talented why did he got picked so it was very hurting isn't it you know that people try to pull you right even when i organize fashion weeks and fashion shows in sri lanka certain other people they would call uh, you know the designers i want to work with and they say if you're going to do prasanna show you can't come to our show they will call my sponsors and say you don't support him you don't fund him right some people will call uh, the the my sponsors and say oh if this particular fashion show is going to be held in this particular hotel we are not going to send our editors we are not going to support him so it was not easy at all uh, you know uh, in multiple industry even in the education industry it's the same when my students perform very well certain other lecturers they won't like it they will somehow try to because they you know they don't like me they will show it from my students and they used to cut down marks i used to argue for my students and i used to fight for my uh, students justice and this is all that happened to me in my life so this journey is you know not bed of roses you know people see it out saying oh my god he is successful he is running company he is making money you know is that day is popular but you know there's lot of sweat and blood behind this so um if you take today's generation i think they're very talented today's kids are like you know far talented than you know where we were right um because they are very innovative they are tech savvy um you know they are very creative in the things that they do now look at you guys like you know uh, i i've never even thought about like you're doing some like you know on your on our own like doing these interviews getting into projects and things like that the only problem i see in today's youth uh, or the youngsters is sometimes they're not focused right sometimes they're not focused on you know what they really want in life right they um you know do things uh, you know to please other people you know you shouldn't do that right uh, it can be their own parents like you know say for example if mother and father you have to do engineering uh, to these youngsters blindly they like okay my parents have said like you know i don't have any other option i will do engineering you know that shouldn't be the case right now i don't know whether you have watched this particular movie called three idiots right so i actually you know even before watching that movie i live up to that particular you know the character of amir khan in that right where you only follow your heart and your passion right if you follow your heart you will never go wrong right and also do not run behind materialistic things in life right while i was growing up you know i could have made more money but i never ran behind money right i ran behind experience i ran behind exposure and memories right on that particular journey sometimes i used to leave my company and i go and stay in another country for like one one and a half years while i was you know volunteering for isaac in egypt i was running a company and when i leave my company there's no income generated because i am the main person who generate income for my company with my consulting and training but i thought okay one and a half months it's okay i will not generate any money and that's a big thing to do i thought okay i'm not going to i am not going to miss this opportunity that i got to go and help and volunteer people and that experience for for lifetime right so today's youth going running behind you know materialistic thing 
is something that they need to think about. They need to run behind experience and exposure. Money will just come automatically later on, right? Focus and also never ever fail to dream big. There's a famous quote. It says, "If you don't, uh, if you are, if you are not scared about your dreams, your dreams are not big enough. You need your dreams need to scare you." My biggest dream is to win the Nobel Prize for Peace one day for Sri Lanka. That is my biggest dream. Me going to, you know, Buckingham Palace, me meeting, you know, Prince Charles, me uh, seated at, you know, uh, the Mr. Earth, you know, judging panel, you know, at London Fashion Week, working with Sir Paul Smith, winning like the biggest awards in the world. I don't think I'm saying me, me, me. But this is my passion. This is what I wanted in life. Right? I did my strategic success life plan at the age of 20. And when I look back at that particular plan, I have achieved more than what I've written in that plan. But I had a plan. The problem I see in today's younger generation, they really don't have a plan and they love to go with the flow. You cannot go with the flow. You can have some plan. It need no, it no need to be a very rigid, okay, I'm going to stick to this particular plan. But it will give you some perspective. It will give you some sort of a pathway that you can actually follow. So this is my biggest advice to you. Yes, even I believe that is the biggest advice someone can give to the Sri Lankan youth. So we have come to the almost end of the session today. So we've shared a lot of insightful discussions and they were very inspiring and motivating. So before we go to the very end, I would like to know, sir, what do you think about the session today you had with the luminary? Well, I actually enjoyed and uh, to be honest, I was actually talking about this even yesterday at one of my lectures, right? The way that you guys have organized this, right? And even the depth of the question and very, <laughs> very rarely, you know, someone do a research about me before they come and actually, you know, ask me questions. So even sometimes most of the TV interviews that I go, they ask the same question in multiple different ways. So I'm so glad that you have been on point and you have researched completely about my achievements, my awards, my background and put things in a very context specific perspective when you ask me a question. And you know, I think I've answered well and that is because of when, the, when good questions comes, you can actually provide good answers and you know i wish you guys all the best and keep continuing you know this good work because the youngsters and youth need to be inspired and uh, the journey that you have started this is very inspiring and i wish you all uh, the best thank you so much thank you mr prasanna padmanabhan for joining with us today and it was very kind of you to share with us, with, this is not with us, but with the entire youth and for their lives. Thank you so much again, and hoping to meet you all in the next episode. For now, goodbye and have a nice day. <laughs>